0: Maybe just tell me, what else would your mom make for you if you were starving?
1: (laughs) La cotoletta impanata bene bene e fritta. Le melanzane alla parmigiana.
0: This is like porn for the ears. Postcards from Italy, episode 7, the aperitivo episode. In today's episode, Julie and Danny get a recommendation for a pizzeria and then have an aperitivo on the terrace. We also learn why Americans are like chickens and teenagers are like wolves. Ciao,
1: benvenuti a Postcards from Italy. Mi chiamo Elisa. I'm an Italian teacher from a small town in Emilia-Romagna, not too far from Bologna, and I'm delighted to host this podcast with my real-life student and friend, Aaron. Come va? Postcards from Italy is designed specifically with beginner and intermediate students in mind to increase their comfort level with conversational Italian, especially while traveling and trying to connect with native Italian speakers. Every episode starts with a dialogue that blends Italian and English as our characters travel through Italy. Then, we move into a preview of the roundtable, in which Erin and I have a lively chat in Italian and English about Italian idioms, grammar, vocabulary,
0: and culture. And to get the most out of it, visit postcardsfromitalypodcast.com for our bonus materials, like full transcripts of each dialogue and our roundtable lesson notes. Remember, don't worry if you cannot understand much during
1: your first lesson. Just relax, sit back and enjoy la dolce lingua. Ok, cominciamo. Ascoltate bene. I am
0: so hungry. And so tired. Uh, one thing at a time. Remember, we need to stay up until a reasonable bedtime to avoid jet lag. Ugh. I know, I know. There's Francesca. Maybe we should ask her for a local pizzeria. See. Sí. Francesca, c'è una pizzeria buona qui vicino, o un ristorante, una trattoria? Ma sono
2: solo le cinque, signora Julie. Andate a letto con le galline in America. In Italia, generalmente, non ceniamo prima delle otto 8 o otto e trenta. I
0: ristoranti sono tutti chiusi a quest'ora. Hmm, Danny, we really can't eat dinner until about 8 p.m. Most restaurants will be closed until then. Oh my gosh, I don't think I can wait. I know. Francesca, purtroppo dopo un viaggio così lungo, Dani ha una fame di lupo.
2: Allora perché non andate a prendere un aperitivo al nostro bar qui di sopra? Ha una bellissima terrazza con una veduta spettacolare. E poi, più tardi, potete cenare al ristorante qui, l'Ambrosia.
0: Oh, that sounds good. Did she mention a terrace? Yeah, she says there's a rooftop terrace with a really nice view. Let's do that. Then maybe Pizza? That's what I'm thinking, too. Ottima idea. Grazie, Francesca. Ma per stasera un aperitivo e una cena in pizzeria vanno bene. Siamo stanche. Andiamo all'Ambrosia domani sera.
2: Perfetto, signora Julie. Allora vi consiglio l'antica pizzeria Fratelli Ricci, qui vicino in Via Genova. Ci vogliono solo quattro minuti a
0: piedi. She knows a pizzeria that's about a four-minute walk from here. Via Genova. Hmm, dov'è esattamente? È molto facile arrivarci.
2: Quando uscite dall'hotel, girate a sinistra, attraversate via Agostino de Pretis, andate dritto per circa 250 metri e poi girate di nuovo a sinistra. La pizzeria è accanto all'hotel Galateo e di fronte c'è anche una buonissima gelateria crema e cioccolato. Mom, seriously,
0: it doesn't have to be fancy. No, it's just pizza and gelato. Since we're in Rome, I have a feeling it will be a meal fit for the Pope. But first, we'll treat ourselves to a fancy aperitivo at the bar upstairs, because, you know, when in Rome. But if we're gonna have pizza later, I kinda don't want to eat a lot now. Oh, no, don't worry. An aperitivo is supposed to do just the opposite, to stimulate the appetite while we sip on a drink and watch people on the streets. It's the perfect way to unwind after a long day at work or after a long flight. Okay then, let's go. Wow, mom, look at this view. It's like a postcard. The ancient Romans didn't call Rome the capital of the world for nothing.
3: Buonasera, signore. Cosa posso portarvi? Uno spritz per tutte e due? Oh no, solo per me, grazie. Mia figlia ha solo
0: 17 anni. Avete un aperitivo analcolico per lei?
3: Certo, signora. Posso portarle uno strawberry sambiter con sambiter rosso, fragole, lime e mirtilli. Benissimo, grazie. Ok, allora uno spritz per lei e uno strawberry sambiter per la signorina. Vi porto anche qualche stuzzichino, patatine, olive e noccioline. Fantastico! E poi, al banco, abbiamo un piccolo buffet con insalata di riso, macedonia, verdure al forno, cracker e altre cose sfiziose. Grazie mille! I got us some
0: drinks and she'll bring a few snacks. There's a buffet inside too. Okay, mom, so what did you order for me to drink? A glass of champagne or something special? Dad doesn't need to know. Nice one, Danny. Nope, I got you an analcolico without alcohol.
3: But sure, I'll let you have a sip of my spritz. You can't visit Italy without tasting spritz. Ecco a voi, signore. Uno spritz per lei e uno strawberry San Bitter per sua figlia. E patatine, olive, e noccioline. Sono undici euro. Mmm, who knew that Roman potato chips could taste so good? Sono deliziose.
0: A grazie.
3: Grazie, signora. Le porto subito
0: il resto. Ah, what a perfect way to start our Italian adventure. Italians have truly perfected the science of il dolce far niente, doing nothing. Do you think we just help ourselves to the buffet? Yeah, it's all included in the price. Get your plate and fork at the counter
3: and pick a few things to snack on. Signora, il suo resto. Posso portarvi piatti, tovaglioli e forchette per il buffet? Oh, sì, grazie.
0: Molto gentile. Never mind, she's going to bring us plates, napkins and forks for the buffet. Italians definitely have a way to make visitors feel welcome. Mom, now I can see why you've been talking about Italy all these years. You were right. How did you ever leave all this after living in this country for a year? Uh, it wasn't easy, but I knew that one day I'd be back. Italy was always in my heart. Now I get to revisit it with you and see it through your eyes. Let's toast our trip. We can either say "chin-chin" or salute, but I think it's fair to say alla nostra this time. Alla nostra? To our health. To us. Thanks for this trip, mom. Sì, alla nostra. Ciao, sono io,
1: Elisa. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Postcards from Italy. Now, let's head over to my kitchen table to learn more about the idioms, grammar, and cultural lessons from today's show with my real-life student and friend, Aaron. Benvenuti, cari amici, alla discussione dell'episodio numero 7 di Postcards from Italy intitolato Aperitivo in terrazza. Questo è l'episodio in cui le nostre protagoniste chiedono a Francesca di consigliargli una buona pizzeria per cena e poi vanno a prendere un aperitivo nella terrazza dell'hotel.
0: Welcome everybody to episode 7, Aperitivo in Terrazza. This is the one in which our leading ladies ask Francesca to suggest a good pizzeria for dinner and then they go get an aperitivo on the hotel terrace. Sì, molto divertente.
1: Vediamo cosa abbiamo oggi a livello di contenuti. Cominciamo con due modi di dire che hanno a che fare con gli animali e si rifanno alla cultura contadina dell'Italia. Il primo, andare a letto con le galline e anche svegliarsi con le galline e il secondo, avere una fame da lupo. Per l'angolo culturale vi parliamo ovviamente del rito dell'aperitivo in Italia e poi descriviamo i diversi posti in cui potete mangiare in Italia oltre a casa della mamma o della nonna. Per la sezione del vocabolario e della grammatica esaminiamo un tipico menù per gli aperitivi e alla fine di questo episodio probabilmente avrete una fame da lupo.
0: So in today's episode, we discover a couple more idioms that make the connection between animals and their behavior and human behavior.
1: Yeah, a couple really fun idioms that will show you how you can either sleep in a chicken coop or be hungry as a wolf. And avere una fame da lupo o avere una fame da lupi.
0: Uh, you'll learn why Elisa is Team Chickens. Si. When we move into cultural notes, we speak about the ritual of the aperitivo and why it's so magical. Sì, si, fantastico. Il
1: mio preferito l'aperitivo.
0: Next, and if you don't have the pleasure of eating at your mother's house, your Nona's house, then we'll talk about all of the different places where you can eat in Italy.
1: As far as vocabulary and grammar go, we'll decode how Italian menus are structured and we'll discuss some more typical dishes and courses that you may find when you're eating out in Italy.
3: So
0: you might notice we use a couple of different clips just to add to the fun of our round tables, and one of them, this one,
2: it's very sexy.
0: Comes from our friend Mattia. Mattia's voice you might recognize. He's voiced a couple of different characters in this season. One of them is Marco, and he appears in, is it episode five and six? I think so, yeah. He also grunts Yeah. <laughs> spectacularly. <laughs> so. he, has, he has to carry Julie's luggage up stairs, and so... Because it's very heavy. We had a lot of fun recording this one, and you'll hear this a couple of times throughout this season.
1: Sì, bravo Mattia.
0: (laughs) So funny. Okay, so let's get started. Cominciamo. Sì, cominciamo.
1: Allora, cominciamo con il primo modo di dire. Andare a letto con le galline e svegliarsi con le galline. Quando Julie chiede a Francesca al check-in un suggerimento per un buon posto in cui cenare, Francesca risponde in questo modo. Lo ascoltiamo.
2: Ma sono solo le cinque, signora Julie. Andate a letto con le galline in America?
1: Questo, come molti altri modi di dire, ha origine nella cultura rurale ed agricola dell'Italia. E come tutti i contadini sanno, i polli amano andare a dormire presto, uh, di solito quando il sole tramonta.
0: So, like other idioms, this idiom has roots in Italy's rural culture. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying all farmers know that chickens like to go to bed as soon as the sun goes down. And so this one is all about how we go to bed with the chickens or we wake up with the chickens, right? Yes. Yeah, I do that too, actually. <laughs> I think it makes people healthy.
1: Yeah, it either makes you healthy or they call you an old person. <laughs> whatever. Ok, vediamo alcuni esempi di questo modo di dire in azione. Esempio numero uno. Mio nonno non guarda mai la TV dopo cena. Va
0: sempre a letto con le galline. My grandfather never watches TV after dinner. He always goes to bed with the chickens. Sì, bravo nonno.
1: Um, <laughs> E poi, e poi, e poi, poi, dato che le galline amano anche svegliarsi presto, o molto presto, tipicamente appena spunta la prima luce dell'alba, è comune in italiano dire anche svegliarsi con le galline.
0: Ok, so you're saying, um, as I sort of alluded to that because chickens also wake up very early because they go to bed yeah. so early, just like no, no, that it's also common to say svegliarsi con le galline, so to use it, the reflexive of I wake up, but with the chickens. So. Yes,
1: why not? Uh, vediamo un altro esempio con questo modo di dire. Per esempio, non ho voglia di uscire stasera, sono stanchissima. Mi sono dovuta svegliare con le galline questa mattina.
0: She's saying, I don't want to go out tonight, I'm really tired. I had to wake up with the chickens this morning. Sì, bravissima Erin. Esattamente
1: il modo in cui usiamo. Abbiamo un altro modo di dire molto comune in italiano. Questo ha a che fare con la fame. Avere una fame da lupo o anche avere una fame da lupi. Julie commenta sull'appetito di sua figlia quando parla con Francesca e dice in
0: specifico, ascoltiamolo Francesca, purtroppo dopo un viaggio così lungo Dani ha una fame di lupo
1: Questo è un altro modo di dire comune che proviene dalla nostra cultura rurale. Tutti i contadini sanno che i lupi sono famosi per la loro fame e spesso a causa di questa grande fame attaccano e uccidono le pecore, le galline, gli animali della fattoria.
0: This is another common Italian idiom that has roots in its rural culture. To all farmers, wolves are well-known for their hunger, which often makes them attack and viciously kill herds of sheep. And you mentioned a couple of other farm animals. I think chickens also in there? Exactamente. Yes. So I just love how Italians like to personify their, oh. their animals or to like take on the animal qualities. Because it
1: was something that everyone understood. Just like gestures, it was a common language. Using idioms that come from the rural culture is like using metaphors that everyone understands because they all have or most people have experience with them since most of it, the population of the country had rural origins.
0: So previously, we were talking about the chickens. So the chickens get tired. So they need to (laughs) go to bed early. They wake up early. They have to keep the time with the daylight. But in this one, we're talking about appetite. And we're talking about how you're hungry as a wolf or Mm -hmm. we are as hungry as wolves. And you have hunger as a wolf.
1: Yes, Yes. Almost as if there's nothing hungrier than a hungry wolf. Let's see some examples. Sì, ok. Vediamo in azione un esempio per questo modo di dire. Non abbiamo potuto fare
0: colazione stamattina e adesso abbiamo una fame da lupi. We couldn't have breakfast this morning and now we are hungry like wolves. So we're starving, we're ravenous, we'll eat anything. Sì,
1: and in Italy we don't like for people to feel hungry, so you can understand how traumatic that could be for somebody that hears the
0: sentence. Well, it's funny because I feel like when I go to Italy, there's nothing I want better than to be starving because then I'll Be eating more, but I never get to the point where I'm starving ever in Italy because I am eating so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think
1: my mom, starving is probably the one word that she actually hates out of all the time. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Like she does not like to hear that anybody's starving. So, So what would your mother do if if you were to say, Oh, fame de lupa?
1: Mangia, ma mangia. Yeah. I'm a Lupo, mangia. And then she would give me like two, I don't know, Ogre sized pieces of lasagna. Um,
0: mangia, mangia. Okay, before we move into the cultural notes, um, maybe just tell me again, like what, what else would your mom make for you if you were starving? <laughs>
1: uh, siccome sono romagnola, piadina con prosciutto, tortellini, cappelletti, la cotoletta, il riso alle vongole. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Um, do it slower and a little closer. To the microphone. Let's just, let's really get into it, friends. Let's just, let's really make it, let's make it sexy. Oh, Tell me all capace. about the food. What kind of sauce? Anyway. Non sono capace.
1: Oh, tagliatelle con il ragù.
0: Oh, fantastico, splendido. E...
1: Tor- tortellini farciti con gli spinaci e lo squacquerone. Oh, piadina che... con il prosciutto e la rucola.
3: Uh, ancora più.
1: la cotoletta impanata bene bene e fritta. <laughs> Le melanzane alla parmigiana.
0: Mm, this is like porn for the ears. Just dreaming <laughs> about Italian, Italian food. It's very do? sexy. <laughs> <laughs> this e, is um, bad. e un'altra un'altra
1: Un altro piatto. Oh, i cannelloni con il ripieno di salsiccia
0: e besciamella.
2: It's very sexy.
0: Yeah, Caldi yeah. fumanti. Oh, fantastico. No okay. It's
2: very sexy.
0: Okay, all right, save the best for last. So let's move to the cultural notes and we're going to talk about the ritual of the aperitivo. so Sì, parliamo del rito sì.
1: dell'aperitivo. È un classico profondamente italiano. In Italia. Ciao. It's Elise again. The rest of my conversation with Erin is available on our website. Visit postcardsfromitalypodcast.com for our exclusive bonus materials. You'll get access to everything from season one, including full transcripts for the episode, as well as translations, vocabulary lessons, and cultural tips from today's
0: roundtable. Our premium subscribers get one additional bonus, not found anywhere else. Intermediate listeners will love this special intermezzo for each episode, a two-minute audio segment and three-question quiz exclusively in Italian to take your learning to the next level. This is only for our bonus material subscribers, so sign up today.
1: Postcards from Italy is a labor of love, connecting different cultures as we explore the dynamic nature of modern Italy through its language. Remember to follow us on Instagram and sign up for our emails to stay updated on webinars and classes. Thank you for listening. Non vedo l'ora di incontrarci di nuovo.